I'll tell you who's in far better nick than me, and probably you too, Wayne, is Josh Carter. Well, I hope he is. He played for the Eagles, played for the Western Bulldogs. He's, he is feeling a little under the weather, and it seems to be that time of year where everybody is getting a little bit of a, a virus here or there, but he's, he's soldiered on. He's with us this morning, NIRS commentator these days. Hello to you, Hilly. Yeah, boys, how are we going? How are, you, uh, how are you feeling? We've all had the dreaded lurgy at some stage. What's your remedy? What's your go-to to try and avoid the, the flu? Oh, yeah, there's no, no COVID uh, symptoms, so that's good. It's just a bit of phlegm and all that, but I'll, I'll soldier on. The kids keep me on high alert. The, the wife's bossing me around to get up and help. So it's been, uh, it's been tough times, but, yeah, just got to get the, the painkillers kicking in, the Advil, Panadol, taking it all to fast, doing whatever I can to... To keep the house running. Well, it's uh, it's that time of year where you need to be at your best, Dilly, because we're looking forward to a weekend now where we've got two preliminary finals and a, a great couple of games. I mean, we've seen a few upsets, haven't we? The Giants are on a roll, the Blues have won two great finals, and Collingwood and Brisbane have just been waiting. They've just been biding their time, waiting for their opponents. Um, are we going to get two good prelims, do you think, or are the teams that are well-rested well-placed? Yeah, it always seems like that. When the teams get rested, they seem to, to come out firing. But that's the, the beauty of the, the momentum when you lead into a bigger game as well. We know the, the Blues, they just love coming in as the underdogs, and they showed it on the weekend against the Ds. You know, they just kept fighting that, that four-quarter effort in the, the last few minutes of the game. They just showed the capabilities. I think it took Wittering to change the angles to to um, switch the ball, and then, then they got it into acres and he kicked the goal. So that's, that's just little things that you know pay off, and what better guy to run the the side and the man himself, Michael Voss, and no, no one would know the Brisbane Lions better than him. So the Gabba would be, he's, he's that man, if anything, when he goes over there and, and takes the boys, it's going to be a, a massive game. The, I suppose the big question is, can Carlton sort of come up again? You know, we saw uh, Doherty with a shoulder problem, Akers with a shoulder problem, you've got uh, Cripps probably with uh, ribs and things like that. Are they able to, to come back again? And, and will... I suppose Brisbane target those blokes. Oh, there's, there's always going to be that factor, isn't it? That they look at. Um, well, I'm sure the demons' mindset as well is just to go out and try and take blokes out, like um, Paddy Cripps. I mean, we saw Cosby Pickett try and line him up a few times during the game. Um, Jack Viney was doing what Viney does best, and that's just you know be a bit of a brute around the ground. And you know, it was it was up to the other players as well to lift, like Chera, Walsh, um, Doherty. They they really stood up in moments that that really really needed them to and. You know, even Charlie Kern had a very quiet game, but that allowed his other forwards to come into the game as well, like um, uh, little little um, Motlop as well kicked a few goals, and, and Matty Owies kicked a goal. So that's that's just a view of the team. You know, team sport is if you are having a, t- a tough day, there's always players that can step up and play that role as well to ha- able to support you. And that's the beauty of the Blues is they're they're realising that that you don't just rely on the two or three players. It's, it's a team sport and. Everyone just stood up in moments where it really counted. Hey, Hilly, there's going to be a selection squeeze at the Blues, even with those injured players who look like they're all going to play that Wayne mentioned. But uh, they've got to bring back Harry Mackay and Jack Martin, who are both available to play this week. Um, going to be a pretty tough call on a couple of players. Hopefully Jesse Motlop stays in because, gee, bought some spark last week in the 22. He did, yeah. He brought a lot of great tackling pressure and well. And that's what they need from their small forwards, just that presence around. He didn't get much of the football, but when he did, he definitely helped make a difference. And look... Having Jack Martin, somebody they, they definitely needed. I mean, the way he played the week before was just dominating. He, he was his presence in the forward line against the Swans. He kicked two or three goals, and, and just his marking abilities all above head. He's that third tall that they kind of need. He's a small forward like myself, but he he just rises to the occasion at times and takes those strong marks which they need. And, and he is a, a hard tackler as well. So if they can get him to have that rotating role through the midfield, he might be able to give uh, Paddy Cripps that chop out. So it's going to be 
tough call in, in, in the office for the for the coaching staff to make those decisions. But yeah, look, hopefully Jesse Motlop still gets a run because he's been very dominating with his um, presence around with the forward pressure. Josh, it's interesting, you know, that we're all focusing on you know, how Carlton win and the positivity there, and, and we seem to forget Brisbane a little bit and, and yeah. probably look for ways that, you know, they can be beaten. But gee whiz, I mean, if you're Brisbane supporter, I still reckon you'd be pretty confident. Yeah, look, it's it's that feeling, isn't it, that you know that you're, you're a side that haven't lost at home all year and, and having rested players, they've got a strong list and, and players that are just really hungry and ready to go again. And just to have that week off, I think, maybe made them feel like, oh, I can't wait to get back out there. And the Blues are going to be hungry as well. You know, they're, they're, There's credit to the Blues. I mean, nobody realised that they would have made it this far. So if they did come in this game and gave 100% and lost it, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't diss the, the Blues the way they've, they've come out and represented. I mean, they're, they're a side now that are showing their capabilities. But the Lions are obviously going to be licking their fingers as well, thinking that these are going to be wounded boys coming over to play in our home ground. We've got fresh bodies, players that are hungry, Lockie Neal, Josh Dunkley, McCluggage. I mean, these are all ball magnets. So how do you prevent those players from having a, a presence up forward? And then obviously you've got the, the dominating forwards and Charlie Kuno and, and Joe Danaher. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a hard... Hard challenge, but look, hopefully it'll be a great game. Yeah, let's hope so. That's the second of the preliminary finals. We start with Collingwood and Greater Western Sydney, and uh, a man who's played for both clubs, he's currently playing for Collingwood, and I know his family, but gee, Bobby Hill, wasn't he good a couple of weeks ago yeah. with three goals to really help Collingwood over the line in a tight final against the Dees? Yeah, little Bobby, he's just uh, he's letting it, he's setting it up, isn't he? He's just he's putting his presence in there and showing what his capabilities are, and, and that, that just shows from you know, the club's perspective as well. They, they've brought him in, and Treated him with so much respect and, and just embraced him as a person and his culture as well. And, and he's got the support of um, Indigenous legend players like you know, Neville Jetta, Leon Davis, Daniel Wells. They're all the club giving him the support he needs. And that's what I think he mentioned he kind of lacked a little bit at, at the Giants. But, you know, the Giants are a great side as well. But for him to come over and to say that he feels like he's a bit more um, supportive is, is what helps a player play to his abilities. And that's what Bobby's showing this year. You know, his, his ability to kick goals and and step up in big moments, and that's why I think the club cherish him as, as a player, but also a person as well on the field, and, and that's what the club is playing with so much trust and respect for each other. Their, their confidence is to a whole new level, the way they play for each other. So, yeah, Bobby's not just one player, he's obviously got guys around him like, you know, Jamie Elliott, Brody Majek, when he gets a few goals up and about, they're, they're very hard to stop in the forward line. They are, although the the Giants are riding this wave or tsunami, we often refer to them as the, uh, the orange tsunami, and Gee, that win over in Adelaide was meritorious. They seem to not have any problems in playing away from home in front of big crowds that are largely supporting against them, Hilly. It's a really fascinating battle to see if the Giants can get up again and just continue what's been a remarkable transformation under Adam Kingsley. It is, yeah. Kingsley's done a great job. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you've got a young young side. You know, you've got a few elder players now, like Toby Green and all them, and... and uh the forward line player he kicked a few goals big Jesse Hogan he's kicked a few goals coming across from the Dockers but these are the mature players that are just there to, to mould around and I think he's done that really well with these young players developing them and, and they're just coming on board and, and really taking it to their own and, and guys like Tom Green one guy that's really set aside you know his, his abilities and capabilities to just fight through the contest and, and win the ball I mean he's averaging over 30 around 30 disposals a game so a guy like him is really helping guys like Kelly and, uh, and Coniglio to get get more freedom in, in the midfield, but also presence up forward as well. He's one player that's really helping them with their midfield structure. Josh, you mentioned players like Motlop and Hill and the, those small forwards and, and the, probably the importance of kicking goals, but the other thing that you've mentioned is 
the importance of the pressure that they apply, and and I suppose that that'll be across the board. How how important is that in these big games that everybody, you know, you, you might not be getting the ball, but it's what you do off the ball. Yeah, I, I'm as a small forward. It's it's based around pressure. I think if you're not getting much of the footy, if you even just apply that that pressure enough during a game, the perceived pressure starts to kick in, and that's where defenders start to fumble. They make mistakes. They kick it out on the floor, or they kick it to you your teammates, you know, in the back line when they're structuring up that defensive wall. So I'm a big believer that if you win the the stat of repeat entries, you're going you're gonna to win the game. And that's where small forwards really come in handy. The big, tall, tall forwards make a contest, bring it to ground. Defenders get the ball, they, they've got to put the pressure on. If they force them to be on their back foot, then you, you're going to win the game. And, and that's where I think that you, you rise to find another level of confidence when you, you feel like your, your defender is under the pump and that's where I think the beauty of having small forwards as I said like Matty Owies and, and Jesse Modelop comes into handy and, and obviously Charlie Kerno can do that as well but that maybe can one thing he can bring as well to, the, to this week's game as well. Josh Carter's uh, with us, former West Coast Eagle, Western Bulldog. Uh, we're looking at the preliminary finals uh, this weekend. Collingwood and GWS, and then Brisbane and Carlton at the Gabba. Winners through to the 2023 AFL Grand Final. Josh, you played in two prelims yourself. Won a loss at the Western Bulldogs and won a win at the West Coast Eagles. They're often referred to as the, the best games of the of the year because of the pressure and the intensity and that battle to get through to a Grand Final. What are your memories of those two preliminary finals that you played in with um, different results? Uh, the doggies one was was one I'll never forget because it was it was a, a massive day. It was uh, the build up against the cats, dogs versus the cats at the MCG, and yeah, we we had the the day going up. Guys like you know Maddie Scarlett, uh, Gary Ablett, just just the uh, Corey Enright. These guys are just you know you name off Joel Selwood. The, the, Joel Selwood is only just kind of young at that stage, but it was a massive day and, and a big game, and we. We had him on the ropes a few times, but I think there was one incident where Brad Johnson was going back on the side of the ball and Matty Rook kind of gave him a head-on collision and picked the footy up and kicked the goal, and I think the momentum just changed and went their way. So it was a big game, but one thing I'll never forget is just the, the intensity of the game itself and, and the guys around me. And guys like I said, Joel Stell were just trying to pick me off all game. was was a great battle, but not the, not the feeling you want. Losing a prelim, obviously, you'd love to play in a grand final, but... Yeah, that's that's one thing you take away from it as a young kid. But then, obviously, to have that experience led into going over to West and, and playing in a prelim to, to go into the grand final was was an amazing feeling. Obviously, we, we played against the the Kangaroos and they were up by half time and they had a great start to the game. And I was on uh, big Ferrigno and he not Ferrigno, um, Ferrito, sorry, he's a, he's a big boy, about the same size anyway. Um, but he, he was a very big presence and they, they had a really good run. And I think just that. That realization of knowing you're going into a grand final, I think we kind of ran away with it early in the last quarter and kicked a few goals. And I kicked one close to the boundary line, gave a few guys a hug over the over the fence, and that was a great memory as well to share with them them lads. And I think they ended up getting tickets to come to the grand final, so that was a, a great moment to share with them boys. And yeah, I think once you feel that that realization and then hear that siren go, it's, it's uh, an amazing feeling. And, and the lead up to it as well, obviously the parade, but. The amount of support you hear from them, from the Eagles fans, I mean, they still show it now. You know, having over 100,000 members, it's truly an amazing sight to see that these supporters are, are so embraced and, and supportive of a club that no matter how tough times are, they're, they're always going to be around. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to share with them as a, as a player and a, and a supporter as well. 
Josh, um, it, it's, it, it is a very intense game. There's no doubt about it, the preliminary final. You mentioned the crowd there in 2015. Um, certainly remember Luke Chewy running in and kicking a goal that, um, that nearly lifted the, the grandstands there at, uh, at the old Subi Oval. You, you certainly feel uh, that emotion uh, in a big game like that with uh, so much uh, on the line. And, and that makes it pretty tough for, for the Giants and the Blues, doesn't it? Playing away this weekend. They're, they're certainly going to have their fans in the minority and, and that makes it even more challenging, whereas you had the support. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Obviously, the Blues going over and, and having that battle against the, the Lions, you know, the, the Gabbers a loud place when they're up and about and, and no bigger time than a final. So if they could try and get a bit of a run on early and, and prevent the, the crowd getting involved, that's going to be a challenge for them in itself. But obviously, we know how, how loud the uh, Collingwood supporters can be as well. So for the Giants, they've got, they're, they're a good side, the Giants, and they, they tend to rise to the challenge. So I've got a feeling that even if the Giants hear the crowd, they're, they're just... They've got a, a, an ability about them to just block it out and just get the job done. They've got the, the players like Toby Green, Josh Kelly, that to step up and, and, and embrace those big moments. So it's going to be a great weekend of footy and, and looking forward to it. Well, so are we over here in the West, despite the fact there's no uh, WA teams present. We're hoping for two great prelims and an even better grand final. Uh, Hilly, you, you're dusting off the, the microphone tomorrow, if the voice allows, NIRS, or uh, you got the weekend off? No, nah, taking the weekend off, boys, a bit of a break. I, I, I did call the... Uh, the Carlton Melbourne games. So that was, uh, I think, I lost some of my voice from that as well. <laughs> me and Chrissy Johnson. So that was an intense battle between those two sides. And yeah, it was it was a great win for the Blues to, to, to be able to see there and witness it. The, the Blues fans definitely let everybody know in town that they are one team to, to not mess with in the future. So yeah, it was a great weekend to, to go and call the game on, on Friday night at the MCG. Well, rest up those dulcet tones, Ellie, and thanks for your time on Sport <laughs> FM here in the West. Uh, get well soon and um, enjoy the footy. No worries, boys. Cheers for that. Enjoy your weekend. That's Josh Carter joining us. Former West Coast Eagle at Western Bulldogs. Started the Doggies, made the move across to the Eagles, and as he just described to us there, played in two preliminary finals, 2008 and 2015.